welcome, Heidi Mai. Welcome to Court It All with Karen. Today we've got a pretty important topic to discuss. It's all about vaccination. So if you're not really into science, you might want to turn the radio off now. But if you do, you're going to miss out on some awesome music. Like the first track I'm about to play, which is called Crazy Kids by Kesha. Enjoy. She put boobies in my face and now I'm really seeing doubles. I, I took her to my place to blast off like a shuttle. Wait, kissing while we talking, so I'm speaking with a mumble. Who we are, and we are, we are. 
So today's uh, topic of discussion is the COVID vaccine. And I'm not going to be getting into whether you should vax or vax not. Uh, that's a whole another big topic for another day. I'm probably going to actually touch base more on, at some point, the vaccine mandates, and I've certainly got an opinion on that, Uh, as do a number of people I've spoken to. (laughs) But, yeah, stay tuned for that one. But for now, let's just talk about the science behind some of the COVID vaccines, because it's important to have a bit of an understanding about what it is that people are putting in their bodies, in my opinion. It's important. So I have decided to do a little bit of research on that and share it. So I'll be focusing on the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccine, two pretty well-known COVID-19 vaccines that are being distributed around the world. So the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine uses what they call mRNA technology, which is actually a a technology that scientists have been working on for quite a number of years. There have been clinical trials being released or uh, results being published in 2008. So, yeah, it's not new. It's not, yeah, like some new fanding crazy scientist experiment it's yeah it's been around and interest in this mRNA technology and especially in vaccines has uh, really developed and grown because it's able to be developed in laboratories using readily available materials meaning the process can be standardised and scaled up relatively easily, making vaccine development faster than traditional methods of making vaccines. So how it works is that the mRNA is taken up by your cells. However, it does remain outside of the nucleus and therefore doesn't directly impact your DNA. The mRNA... Oh, by the way, I don't know if I classified the meaning of mRNA. mRNA stands for messenger ribosomal nucleic acids and that's basically a messenger that is used to create generic um, coding uh, not generic um, genomic coding out of proteins okay so it's basically like an email or a letter but in cell form that just passes on information on how to build things. So uh, it will, the mRNA vaccine provides the instructions or the email to the cell on how to produce the infamous spike protein, which I'm pretty sure most of you listeners would be familiar with. This is the spiky-looking protein, scary-looking protein that's found on the surface of the COVID-19 virus. It is this protein which the virus uses as a means to bind and enter cells before it begins reproducing and spreading the virus throughout your body cells. So it's an integral part of um, the COVID-19 virus mechanism 
if it wasn't for that, it would have a lot of trouble making its way into our body cells. Using the genetic information provided by the mRNA, the cell makes spike proteins, which are then displayed on the cell surface. Once the genetic information is passed on, the mRNA then breaks down. The immune cells in your body now recognise the spike protein as a foreign substance and work to build an immune response against it, which is what we want. And that's the whole point of having uh, the vaccine. The AstraZeneca vaccine, however, is not based on mRNA technology. This is called a viral vector vaccine. Now, viral vector vaccines use a modified version of one virus as a vector or a way to get something from one place to another, another way of describing vector, and uh, to deliver to a cell genetic coding for an antigen for another infectious agent. The AstraZeneca vaccine uses modified adenovirus as the vector, so it's it's a, not, I wouldn't say a harmless virus, but it's, yeah, it's not a dangerous virus, and I think it's uh, diluted down quite a bit. And so they use this adenovirus as the vector, and they use this modified adenovirus which, um, in which to release the genetic material. The genetic material released in this vaccine has specific instructions on how to make, lo and behold, the spike protein. The same immune response from your body is generated as with the Pfizer vaccine. And once the adenovirus has released its genetic material, it breaks down. So let's talk about the authorization of these vaccines. Um, so I just lost my place there. Here we go. So COVID-19 vaccines are currently authorised under an emergency use authorization, also known as EUA. And this is used by the FDA, which is the Federal Drug Agency, to allow the use of unapproved medical products during a public health emergency, such as a pandemic. This is because the regulators want to see real-world data on how the vaccine has been working since they authorised it for emergency use in December 2020. That means verifying the company's data on vaccine efficacy and immune responses, reviewing how efficacy or immunity might decline over time, examining new infections in participants and continuing clinical trials and reviewing adverse reactions to vaccinations and inspecting manufacturing plants. So I got that from the FDA website. That's what all the things that um, this, that are in, proce- in progress at the moment. All this data is said to be released, or they have requested, legally requested it be released in 2076, which is a little mind-blowing to me. Um, well, let's hope it's good data. And at the same time, well, I think it's already happened, actually, since I've written this, but um, 
They're also grappling as to whether uh, we re- actually need to have booster shots, and that's already been decided. Um, they're well on their way. So we're sort of halfway through this discussion, and I just wanted to break things up with a bit of music. Uh, I think I'm going to play for you now. Uh, yes, that's the one. What's the Use by Mac Miller. I thought it was kind of a funny track for kind of my thoughts on the whole COVID response. But anyway, it's not about me, is it? It's about Mac Miller. He's a legend. Enjoy. What it is, what it truly might be, nothing that you know of. You don't need to hold up. I'm so above and beyond. You take drugs to make it up, way up where we on. Space shuttle Elon. Time we don't waste much. Fuck when we wake up and I have her sang just like Celine Dion. Catch me if you can, but you'll never catch me. Damn. Hold not it, yes I am. All the way in with no exit plan. Already left in the jet, don't land. Yeah, the time is ticking, could take a bracket inside. This is highly different. I'm talking fly, got a pilot with him. Can I mind my business? Why you tripping? Give you something that your eyes can witness. Ooh, you're too close. I don't understand why you're doing the most. You can love it, you can leave it. This ain't nothing without it. It wasn't so funny. Made a promise to the homies. Nobody go hungry. Look how far we came. Still they throwing dirt on my name. But it never worried my brain. Hey. 
Chest turning like a hurricane, swerving till the sun get up out of my shade. They don't get the picture, cut them out of that frame. Shit, I'm up 30,000 miles plus change. It's been a while, but I'm down till I'm out, and it is what it is till it ain't. of the vaccination discussion and that is a big one are the COVID-19 vaccines safe so <clears throat> to be approved for a large-scale use even emergency use a vaccine must be assessed by the Food and Drug Administration as both safe and effective which is interesting because I am wondering just how effective they are um, just because you're hearing a few people still catching the virus that have been vaccinated and whatnot. But anyway, uh, aside from that, all vaccines do come with some risks or potential side effects, but the benefits of a vaccine must always outweigh its potential risks. And that's something I um, found on the FDA website as well. There are reports saying that the vaccines prompt cells in the body to create the spike protein repeatedly, pushing the immune system into perpetual overdrive. And then there's also reports, for instance, Canadian viral immunologist Byron Bridal has recently claimed that the vaccine's spike protein is a pathogenic protein or a toxin that gets into the bloodstream, then accumulates in the heart. Um, oh, sorry, not the heart, in the breast milk and in a number of tissues. Actually, that could include heart. Um, and could lead to cardiovascular and neurological damage. I cannot read today. I cannot find my glasses at the moment, so I'm, my eyes are struggling to read. Um, anyway, moving on. Hey, this immunologist, he actually said during an interview with Canadian radio personality Alex Pearson on May 27th of this year that... We have made a big mistake. We thought the spike protein was a great target antigen. We never knew the spike protein itself was a toxin and was a pathogenic protein. So by vaccinating people, we are inadvertently inoculating them with a toxin. Uh, that's interesting, I thought. Uh, scary. 
Is it a is it a pathogenic protein? Please email me if you know more on that. I'd really like to know. Other scientists in the field say, however, that this is not possible because mRNA is broken down by the cell shortly after the protein is synthesized. Oh, this is back to the first one where it talks about the protein um, being produced repeatedly. Uh, I, can, I understand the thoughts on this one. Um, scientists saying it's not possible because mRNA is broken down by the cell shortly after the protein is synthesized, while the spike protein itself is broken down by means of the body's immune response. Um, it's just, I guess it depends on, okay, so if the spike protein is a toxin, are we able to respond to it um, you know, via our immune system in sufficient time. I don't know if that's happening for some people. It's interesting because I hear about the sudden unexplained cardiovascular-related deaths in the young and old, uh, you know, people of all ages just suddenly dying. It's just weird. And then athletes, numerous athletes caught on camera randomly collapsing and requiring urgent medical attention. That's bizarre too. But then again, I'm not sure if it's all just propaganda. You never know with the media what's with all the misinformation out there. But it's certainly something that uh, to ponder. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not fear, you know, drive fear up anyone. Uh, that's not, that's not going to be helpful at all. But, uh, yeah, something worth considering anyway. So do these vaccines work against the COVID-19 variants was another question I had. Uh, viruses mutate constantly, that's their thing. And in many cases, mutations are harmful to the actual virus and prevent it from finishing its life cycle, yay. But in other cases, a new mutation can provide the virus with an advantage which unfortunately is to our disadvantage. Fortunately, though, statistics of vaccinated people to date reveal that the percentage efficacy, I never know if I say that right, efficacy, efficacy, yeah. Oh, efficacy of the vaccine does remain sound even though um, the virus has mutated. So that's positive. That's cool. So... What are the side effects of the COVID vaccines? Reported side effects of COVID-19 vaccines have mostly been mild to moderate and short-lasting, and they include fever, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, chills, diarrhoea, and pain at the injection site. Weird when they just write that in their notes. I got that from the Ministry of Health website. Um... Really interesting. What you're experiencing are the symptoms of a normal immune system response. What you aren't experiencing is COVID-19 symptoms, which are much worse. So that's a bonus. But I'm hearing of other side effects. I mean, a colleague of mine, her whole abdomen and upper legs turned black. She showed me. It was unbelievable. I don't know what was going on with the spike proteins there. Um, She's seems okay it's just weird that was a weird one um and then a, a friend of mine her nephew uh young lad i'd say in his 20s ended up in hospital with minor 
pericarditis, I think that's what they call it. It's like a um, chest, tightening of the chest. So there certainly are some side effects that... Oh, and my oh, that's not my own son. Yeah, collapsing in the middle of the night. What a scene! That was scary. Uh, so, if you do have any of these side effects, please do report them to. And I've done that with my own child. I'll just give you the the website now. Actually, it's important that you do this. If you go to medsafegovernment.nz, medsafe.government.nz, they have. Uh, a COVID response reactions on that. So please um, fill in the details and give them all the data that you can because it may help others. Uh, The next question I had was, are there many viable forms of treatment for COVID-19? And the answer to that is yes. And this is something that I believe the government is looking into some treatments which is great because there are a lot of people what is it 200 a day at the moment contracting this disease so it'd be nice to have some options biological treatments that are effective against COVID-19 are monoclonal antibodies and convalescent plasma and other medications are the Janus kinase inhibitors which inhibit enzymes that cause inflammation and another one called DXA Deoxymethasone, a type of corticosteroid, which is a medicine that reduces inflammation and immune system activity. So I guess that's used if your immune system's going bonkers and they need to calm it down. So the monoclonal antibody by the name of tocolizumab and the corticosteroid treatment dexamethasone are currently approved for use in Aotearoa which is awesome Uh, convalescent plasma also has been approved but that one is only for seriously ill patients I just wanted to end on this which is something I read uh, with regard to the EUA conditions remember the EUA emergency use authorisation So the question was, well, what if I decide I don't want to get the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine? And it read, under the EUA, it is your choice to receive or not receive the vaccine. Should you decide not to receive it, it will not change your standard medical care. Full stop. Drop the mic. There you go. They've written it themselves there. So don't feel pressured. It's still under EUA. You have every right. And even if it wasn't, it's your body. So, you know, up to you. I've just given you some useful information there. Hopefully, hopefully you made sense of it. And guess what? It's definitely time now for another song. So we are going to enjoy some music by... Justin Bieber and 21 Savage. The song is called Let It Go. We the best music. Another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Khaled. 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 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make my mind up. I'm gon' grind, gon' shine until my time's up. I got money in my mind, is that a crime, yo? Don't wanna go back to the days when I was broke. But girl, you my priority. And I put your heart way over me. And money ain't shit if I ain't with you, babe. Give it all away just to get you back. Can't put a price on what we have. They say time is money, but money can't make no time. Sometimes it's sunny, but sometimes it don't shine. Well, guys, that's all we've got time for, I'm afraid. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you listening. And uh, do feel free to drop me a line via the email. Would love to hear your thoughts and feelings on any of the discussions or just how you're going. Uh, check in. And next month, be sure to tune in because I'm going to be giving you my thoughts and research on the situation in Israel. Shabbat shalom. What I am, what I am, what you are, what you are.